0: Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. I am Lindsay Wilson here to talk about season one episode six of Futurama, a fish full of dollars. But before that, I'd like to introduce my co host Alex Koontz. Alex, how are you?
1: Hello, Lindsay, I'm good. Pulling behind the curtain. We said this last time, but this is the same recording session. This is actually the first time I've ever done these back to back recording sessions. Have you done (laughs) this with Bojack before?
0: I don't think so. We've done two days in a row several okay. times we've never done like straight on through
1: <laughs> yeah so we'll have to we'll have to see if maybe we're, we're less tangentful, or if there's a, a difference between this episode and a normal episode because we're going back to back
0: yes we did we forgot to say last time that you don't have your proper microphone so if anyone hears anything oh, different that's yes. why <laughs>
1: yes right I'm, I'm back in Denver and I forgot to bring my microphone and I in New York, where my microphone is, it fell off my desk and got horribly dented. So it might be oh, no. uh, it might be broken anyways. So this might be better than if I was using the microphone. So we'll have to oh, figure no. that out. Lindsay is always the professional and has her microphone in a non-dented state.
0: I'm always just in my home, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about bringing it anywhere. <laughs> yeah yeah let's make some things up what do you think has happened in the last week since people (laughs) last heard from you
1: (laughs) so let's see so last episode is being posted like june what 13th or something like that yeah so we've got what happened between june 13th and 20th i will have been in denver we will probably have gone to some sort of zoo or aquarium or event of that kind do you have any plans coming up this coming week
0: well, incidentally, I just went to an aquarium also. Oh, what was the highlight? <laughs> yes. So it's the Vancouver Aquarium. It is awesome. They no longer obviously do any sort of like keeping of whales or anything, right. but they do a sea lion rescue situation where they will have sea lions for a while before releasing them back into the wild. Okay. And these sea lions are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> They're so big and scary and they make big aggressive noises, but they are so cool. <laughs>
1: Any sort of octopus action, I feel like that's the... That's also been contentious with octopuses being like geniuses and, you know.
0: Yeah, they have one octopus allegedly somewhere in a tank and there's a sign next to it that's like... (laughs) spot the octopus like here's what you're kind of looking for but it's probably hiding in some sort of crack somewhere so i spent a good amount of time looking for it but i couldn't find it
1: yeah and yeah i suppose the the reason why we are recording these is because at some point Lindsay is traveling back to her parents old rustic farm with with old (laughs) rustic internet
0: yes (laughs) yes exactly yes we have tried to record in the past and they have definitely upgraded their internet in the last year or so but it's still not great. And also, they all go to bed extremely early. So <laughs> trying to factor in time zones makes it a little challenging. Did
1: you, did you ever make a stink of like, I've got a podcast and you're, and the internet is too bad here? Like, did they upgrade in part because of your podcasting endeavors?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I actually think maybe because Cam was doing like important work and oh, I was like, he it. can't do anything. And he's having to tether off of his cell phone. And my parents were <laughs> like, gasp, his cell phone bill must have been astronomical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please, nothing could be more important work than this very podcast
0: yeah it was me being like hello what about talking about the simpsons that's just as important (laughs) as cam's work (laughs) Yeah. so yeah it's fine it's fine but uh, yeah so i'm sure we both had a good week when do you go back to new york i'm i'm bopping around different
1: places for a while so we'll probably do a couple more rounds of of these bulk recordings at some point
0: yeah, good, good. All right, wonderful. Well, this episode, A Fish Fall of Dollars, definitely this is one of the ones that I thought happened later in the series, but I realized I am confusing it with a different episode. So, <laughs> yeah, what did you think of this one? I
1: felt so big, big things from this episode are introduction of mom and her sons and that whole character. Um, I always remember... All right. I remember that she's a big deal. She's a big recurring character and I remember not liking her as much as the Zap episodes. So that's kind of where I was going into this. I think that ultimately this was about at equal to the Zap episode for me where honestly I wasn't that impressed with the the Zap episode or I was like re- i had really hyped that one up because I knew that that character was so bombastic and, and amazing and I felt like that one fell a little bit short. And so I would put this Yeah, kind kind of on the same tier as that one, where it's just an episode where an external character is highly featured. It's their introduction, which is interesting, and I'm sure there's a little bit of like trying to figure out what that character is. But yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's. It was as funny as the previous episode, or like the just the gang hanging out type of episodes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things that this is just occurring to me right now, but I think one of the things that to me isn't my favorite about this episode but feels sort of necessary is that it's a big episode about Fry regressing where he's trying to recreate his life from the 20th century which like, wasn't very good. <laughs> right. He's tra- just recreating this slovenly crappy man thing where he just recreates his entire life and is kind of a jerk in certain parts of the episode. And it reminds me a little bit, did you ever watch Schitt's Creek?
1: I didn't, no.
0: Okay, well it doesn't matter. The point is, for <laughs> people people who watch it are going to love this conf. let me tell you. But, yeah. So, The premise of the show, obviously, is that they were super wealthy, and then they get stuck in this tiny town, presumably in Canada, and they are just stuck with all these people who are like, very blue-collar, you know, don't have a lot going on. And the show, I think, gets better and gets a lot more heart. Mild spoilers for Schitt's Creek. Once they sort of embrace that this is their new life. And once they're like, okay, this is the hand we've been dealt. Let's just make the best of it. And I think that it's something that has to happen where they're sort of reckoning with like, oh, imagine if we could get our old lives back. And that's what's going on here with Fryer. He's like, imagine if I could get my old life back. And he has to come to a point of being able to say, okay, this is where I'm at now. These are my new friends. This is my new life. There's no point in trying to just Play make believe that I'm back where I used to be, and right. I think the show improves when Fry is like, "Okay, I'm just going to embrace it. This is my reality." And sometimes I won't understand everything, and sometimes not everything's going to be relatable for me. But this is the life that I have now.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. The Fry, Fry really regressing didn't bother me that much. Maybe it's because I th- I like seeing the like references to yeah the 20th, <laughs> the 20th century where it's just like I like seeing Fry watch old sitcoms and and regress that life. And I think mm-hmm. even though that it is annoying for him to to do that, it's at least like character development in a way that didn't exist when he's pretending to be a robot on the robot planet, right? Where it's like, yeah. there's, I, I wonder if we'll notice this as we go along, but there's like, I guess this felt more like a character episode and a character devel- development episode as opposed to like a sci-fi episode scenario episode and so yeah maybe it's the same thing as like Shits Creek where it's just like we have to get through this like annoying bit of character development for him to finally land at the place where he's going to land
0: yeah that's interesting too where I think one of the things that I said quite often during Simpsons run was that I tend to really prefer the really grounded episodes and this is arguably I mean it's absurd in a lot of ways, but arguably is right. quite grounded where they never actually leave Earth, they're not going to explore another planet. But some of the ones that are really fun are when they get onto another planet. So I think that the stakes are super low. And that's what makes it kind of fun, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it makes me think of the recent Star Trek series that have come out where a lot of so I, I just watched uh, Strange New World, which is one of the ones that recently just came out and like the the thesis of that show is like we are just going to do like sci-fi adventure of the week rather than big giant character character development character plots like big overarching season-long things and it's interesting thinking about Futurama in that way because I think that they try to like straddle both of doing one that doing ones where it's planet of the week and there's like no reference to the characters having a past or a future and then there's ones like this where it feels like the characters change a little bit, or at least, like, it would be weird if Fry goes through this exact same thing, Mm -hmm. given that this episode now exists.
0: Yeah. And, I I mean, I think they do a good job, too, of being, like, I think sitcoms do a lot of Resetting by the end of the twenty-two minutes, and obviously that's what we get here, where Fry has this huge life-changing moment, and then we're just going to get very even Stevens by the end of this, where he's just right. Back to having nothing,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, and and I do feel like kind of the most iconic Futurama episodes deal with Fry thinking about his life from from the twentieth century between the brother episode and the dog episode and all that kind of stuff. So, um, also kind of laying the groundwork for for those types of episodes
0: yeah and I was also thinking too there's a an episode of Bojack where Todd so the Aaron Paul character he is kind of Fry like in this way where he's just like wearing sweatpants all the time and has <laughs> not a lot going on and there is a moment in that show where similarly he becomes extremely wealthy and then by the end of the episode he accidentally tips his waitress 50 million dollars and has no money so yeah exactly yeah yeah so all right, so any other thoughts on this before we jump in?
1: What are your thoughts on mom and mom's sons and the company and all that kind of stuff? What are what are your overall thoughts on them?
0: I think there are a few times where I've really enjoyed Mom. I can't think off the top of my head what those episodes are because I don't think she appears that often. But there have definitely been a couple moments that I can think of where she's really made me laugh. But a lot of the time I tend to think she's a bit over the top and she's not always my favorite. I like how mean she is, (laughs) but sometimes it gets a little out of hand. And I think the brothers tend to be a little one note.
1: Yeah, in- interesting to have like a straight up villain, uh, and maybe mm-hmm. she gets she gets episodes where she's humanized a little bit, but like maybe it's the yep. Burns comparison where Burns is played as a straight up villain for a lot of it, but mm-hmm. you know at least by modern Simpsons, like he's really not doing or like everything that he's doing that's villainous is is so over the top comical or over the top ancient.
0: That's funny. I hadn't really made that comparison when it seems so obvious when you say that. Right. Like a rich old person who just owns everything. He's awful. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. And we'll see how mom sort of develops over the course of the show. I don't have a ton of memories of her. I'm thinking of one episode in particular with like the greeting cards and stuff, but we'll get there much later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's I think probably because she appears more infrequently than burns i think that they probably have less time to explore her character in those ways and so therefore she just like kind of stays as this villain throughout the the entire series and Mm -hmm. kind of interesting to just have like a totally unlikable villainous character in one of in one of these shows that like is kind of annoying when she shows up because she's always annoying (laughs) but at the same time (laughs) you know yeah i don't don't know where i'm going with that (laughs) she's kind of annoying but but she's also funny right
0: yeah, and it's nice to have a have a villain sometimes. So yeah, yes. All right. So cold open on this one is Fry is hearing his neighbors squeaking a lot, very notably, this rhythmic squeaking. Yes, and he bangs on the wall and he's like, "Give it a rest, you two, And then it turns out it's just his neighbors playing cards, but they're both like springy guys, and their springs are squeaking.
1: Cut it! What? Why do we need this? Get this out of here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, we don't. It's like one second long. These yeah. cold opens. I don't know if they continue forever because they feel a little out of place. But Yeah, they, they're odd. Yeah, they're weird. So the opening credits line is just loading, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> All right.
1: What was your note for the whatever the animation was? Let's see if we got the same thing.
0: So I've already looked it up, but I had just written question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: <laughs> I wrote three pigs, question mark. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's what I thought I saw, too. And then I was like, what the hell is this? So this is Betty Boop's Crazy Inventions. Wow, okay. Yes, and it's at the Inventor Show, Betty, Bimbo, and Coco the Clown demonstrate a variety of gadgets, including the spot remover, a large steam-powered device that removes the spot by cutting a hole in the fabric. The cigarette snuffer, a mechanical foot that sniffs out a cigarette.
1: (laughs) If we really hated ourselves, we could do Futurama now and... And the episode that they reference, and we're sitting oh there watching Betty Boop for the Betty Boop convention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about the Wikipedia on this is that it says, In other media, a short clip from this cartoon can be seen in the opening credits of the Futurama episode, A Fish Full of Dollars. Like, nice. I like that someone put that in here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. When the automated sewing machine gets out of control and proceeds to sew various things together, Bimbo and Betty escape via an umbrella that turns into a helicopter. Oh my god, automated sewing. Yeah, exactly. I know nothing about Betty Boop.
1: I I don't know what decade it was produced in it was like it could be 1940s or it could be 1980s i truly have no idea
0: the first appearance was in 1930 and yeah just says she's a caricature of a jazz age flapper And she was described in 1934 in in a a 1934 court case as combining an appearance, the childish with the sophisticated, a large round baby face with big eyes and a nose like a button framed in a somewhat careful coiffure with a very small body of which perhaps the leading characteristic is the most self-confident little bust imaginable. Oh, my
1: God. This is on Wikipedia or this is quoting from something?
0: This is on Wikipedia, quoting from a court case. (laughs) Okay.
1: Yeah. Whoever, I was going to say, if that was a a Wikipedia entry, that that Wikipedia author needs to be arrested.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what the argument is here. Where, Oh, I think they're suggesting that it was infringement on a doll that the defendant had made.
1: Okay, maybe the part of this segment should also be: should this thing be rebooted? Where I feel like Looney Tunes mm. from from last week, like a little bit surprisingly, haven't done like full Looney Tunes reboot. Maybe there's like stuff out there. I feel like there was like a new Tom and Space Jerry. Space Jam. Uh, yeah, that's true. Space Jam was out there, but that was like HBO Cinematic Universe uh, more than <laughs> more than Looney Tunes. But Betty Boop, I I think the IP is dead in the water. I don't think anyone is uh, talking about bringing Betty Boop
0: back. Yeah, I think we're fine. Although, let's see. Okay, hold on. Legacies and revivals section of Wikipedia. (laughs) Sure. In April 2011, Funny or Die parodied the character in a trailer spoof for a film called Boop with Rose McGowan as Betty.
1: (laughs) Okay, so 2011 (laughs) is the the most recent attempt at this.
0: Yes, she also appeared in Who Framed Roger Rabbit very briefly. Okay. Wait, hold on. March 2017, Betty appeared with fashion designer Zach Posen in an animated promotional short. Oh, 2017. There you go.
1: I think I, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we give like a uh, percentage chance of this being a thing. But Betty Boop is like really on on our last, <laughs> her last her last days.
0: <laughs> no one cares about Betty Boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that was Betty Boop corner. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Boop corner.
0: Boop corner. Oh god. All right. So, <laughs> Uh, The episode opens up where Fry is having that classic dream of like, you're in a class you didn't know you were taking and you are not prepared for the exam. And in this case, it is ancient Egyptian algebra class, (laughs) (laughs) truly a nightmare. (laughs) And then it turns out he's also wearing his underwear.
1: (laughs) Do you have any recurring nightmares? Or did you ever ever have like, dreams like these?
0: Sometimes, especially now that I'm back in school, I sometimes will have the unprepared for class dream. But I used to more frequently have, so I worked for a long time in a community theater, and I used to have the dream. It was like the actor's nightmare where you don't know the lines, except that it was like, you're the sound designer, and our actor is sick, you have to go on. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know how to do this. And then they'd be like, and also, it's now a musical. Get on stage. (laughs) Wow,
1: but I mean, all, all your podcasting has now prepared you for that. I feel like you could you could just get on an improv.
0: <laughs> yes, speaks to the back of the house. That's the part I would struggle with. I think. Yeah. What about you? Do you have this test dream?
1: No, I used to have dreams about when I was a teacher. I used to have like stress dreams about teaching teaching my class for the next day and it going mm-hmm. poorly or something like that. But that was really the only real recurring dream. I'm sure. I'm sure back in college I had classwork stress dreams but haven't had that in forever which is very
0: nice yeah that is nice <laughs> <laughs> so yes so it turns out that this dream was brought to you by Lightspeed briefs and they're saying like oh you should have had these better underpants and this would be less embarrassing for you and fry is just like aghast that they're now projecting ads into your dreams and i gotta be honest alex this feels closer than the year 3000
1: i was gonna say i wrote down movie pass <laughs> reboot did you ever see a, the the movie pass 2.0 presentation that they gave a few months no. ago so movie pass the greatest thing of all time where everyone got to see free movies forever for like an entire summer because this company was it was like a ten dollars monthly subscription service and they just gave out infinite free movie tickets it was the truly the greatest thing to ever exist it of course failed
0: we had it in canada was known as Cinemia and I saw oh, so many bad movies during oh, yeah. that time and I was just like how is this this like a sustainable business model this makes <laughs> no sense ours wasn't unlimited but it was like you could see say three movies a month for 10 bucks a month or something. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't need to see three movies a month, but I feel obligated to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in the States, we have AMC A-List, mm-hmm. which I hear is very good. I've never done it, but I hear it's like basically that of like, you get two or three movies a month and people people seem to like it. But anyways, MoviePass, of course, all of the executives are like complete jokes. The thing was like never gonna work. It was, it felt very much like a scam. And they, they had this like big announcement of like, and I don't even know how I how I saw this. I think I saw people tweeting about it, but they announced, oh, we're doing this big presentation. Movie Pass 2.0, it's coming. Like, sign up for the presentation or whatever. And so I was, I was there, I was ready. I was watching their live stream on YouTube. And their plan is like truly black mirror of it's gonna be movie pass, you're gonna get free movies, whatever. But in order to get your free movies, you need to earn credits by watching ads watching on our ads. app. and we're gonna right. track your eyeballs to make sure that you're watching yes. the ads, which
0: you know what? Track my eyeballs. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I bet
1: I can get around. I bet I can get around it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so funny. I definitely knew. I have heard about this. I didn't realize it was for Movie Pass. But yeah, I definitely yeah. heard people being like, "And we're gonna like watch your eyeballs and make sure you're actually watching the ads." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. What but just like injecting ads through radiation into your brain—that doesn't feel that far off.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm so thirsty for Movie Pass that I'll just do anything. <laughs> Track my eyeballs. Inject inject into my dreams whatever
0: i have not been to the movies since before covid and i do miss it but when i was living in my cinemia days of seeing tons of movies like that's how i ended up watching skyscraper the truly <laughs> atrocious rock yeah. film so i don't know how much it contributed to my well-being
1: yeah yeah that, that's fair i watch a lot of bad stuff too but it was it was nice to, like, know what movies were coming out every week where it was like, oh, this week, yes. like, this good movie's coming out and these three trash movies are coming out and mm-hmm. I'll see some subset of those.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So Fry is like, oh, back in the 20th century, like, they only advertised to you via TV, radio, buses, bananas, milk cartons, and written in the sky, but never in your dreams. <laughs> yes, I, I really laughed at written in the sky yeah (laughs) yeah and then they're like well i mean like it's fine it's not like it's forcing you to buy anything like you don't see us rushing off to the mall to buy brand name merchandise at low low prices and then they all (laughs) run off to the mall (laughs) yeah i'm
1: trying to think of any like egregious ads that i've seen recently or like any egregious ad placements but the only thing i could think of was the um ghostbusters nuclear fallout advertisement of like make sure you know what to do in case of nuclear fallout in new york city brought to you by the ghostbusters
0: so funny yes you have since sent that to me and i am equally baffled <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so fry goes and tries on the demo pair of these briefs and it literally says as seen in your dreams and the mirror says objects in mirror are less attractive than they appear because they make him look great <laughs> yes
1: uh, kind of the it reminded me of the beer goggles from from duff gardens <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. You're charming the pants off me. Yeah. Take off those (laughs) damn glasses. Yeah, yeah. so Fry can't afford them because he has no money. And he's like, what kind of world is this where they advertise things not everyone can afford?
1: (laughs) Yeah, very grim.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. So... Then they simultaneously see an advertisement for mom from Mom Corp, and she's talking about, like, when my old robot gets as rusty as a screen door. <laughs> and then they, I did like the end of being like, screen door is a registered trademark of Mom Corp.
1: Yeah, they also say love is a registered trademark of Mom Corp. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So at the same time, Fry remembers that he has an old bank account.
1: Yes, a uh, bank account had, like, 73 cents in it or something like that back was 93,000. Yeah. yeah, and it is now worth uh, 4.3 billion.
0: Yes, yeah, so maybe the least believable part of this episode is that the interest on his <laughs> bank account was 2.25%. <laughs> oh,
1: did you do the math was that or did they say that or did you do the math to get up to uh
0: No, they um, were just like uh, an average of 2.25%. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm wow. pretty sure my interest is like 0.1% or something. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> Astonishingly low. So <laughs> I wonder if people have done
1: the like, let's do the compound interest across a thousand years on 2.5%.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so his bank account is still active. They somehow still have a machine that will take his debit card <laughs> and he just very readily is like, oh, of course I remember my PIN number. It's the same number as the Price of a large soda and a cheese pizza at Panucci's restaurant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like uh, this comes back at the end of the episode too. But Fry is very mm-hmm. not protective of his pin number. Just yes. like, oh yeah, same <laughs>
0: as my pin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's funny because everyone's like, "Do you still remember it?" I mean, obviously they would say that because they think it's been a thousand years. But he was yeah. probably using this thing. Like, I mean, yeah. he only had ninety three cents in it, but he shouldn't <laughs> have forgotten it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So he basically just like dies from how much money he now has $4.3 billion and goes on this giant spending spree.
1: I was really tracking if this was going to be the shut up and take my money episode of that, that the image from that meme, but Mm -hmm. not in this one
0: yeah not yet and so he buys all kinds of things including a rock'em sock'em robots thing for bender which bender is very pleased by
1: <laughs> yeah let's see i wrote down some of the other stuff he bought the mona lisa and like catapults it and shoots it with lasers
0: yes um, ted danson's skeleton
1: oh my god i laughed so hard at ted Danson skeleton i would love to buy ted danson's skeleton
0: <laughs> do we think it's interesting do we think it's noteworthy that ted danson didn't end up in the head museum
1: oh that is noteworthy. that's shocking ted danson was huge yeah yeah i know maybe maybe if they did this after good place and wasn't he in something else recently i feel like he's been in more yeah. things recently i think he was in something else recently but i can't remember <laughs> yeah. well if this was after that i'm sure they would have upgraded him to head museum status
0: there's simply no way to know what else he's been in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right <laughs> so so one of the things that he wants to do is take everyone out for pizza and he's like oh one with everything but anchovies and one with my favorite topping anchovies <laughs> and that causes the robot chef guy to explode because anchovies have been extinct since the 2200s yes
1: they've been fished to death by zoidberg's people yes it's like i'm not on trial here
0: and then immediately he's like i'm sorry we ate <laughs> them all
1: yeah how, how are you liking zoidberg throughout uh these first
0: couple uh, first couple episodes that we've watched he's fun he's underutilized but he's fun
1: <laughs> yeah it's really interesting to see how infrequently they use zoidberg hermes and amy it's like they're truly mm-hmm. truly side characters
0: Yes, very much so. And yeah, this is like pretty much the only moment we get of him until the very end of the episode. Right. Yeah. So then they are at an auction, and this is where Fry sees the last remaining can of anchovies on Earth, and he ends up getting into a bidding war with Mom where he buys this single can of anchovies for $50 million.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh fry also bought everything else at the auction i love how everyone just kind of like grumbles at him
0: about that yeah boo. <laughs> yeah he tries to bid one jillion dollars like sir that's not a number <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so he bought everything and then he also has rented an apartment from the 20th century with the original asbestos still intact
1: yes and this is when he's really kind of in a full bachelor mode of wearing the sweatpants mm-hmm. watching old tv eating potato chips
0: Yes, it did make me laugh a lot when he's like, oh, it's like nine o'clock or whatever time to get busy. And then he turns on <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot and then Lila's like, you can't just sit here in the dark listening to classical music. And Fry goes, well, I could have if you hadn't turned on the lights and shut off the stereo.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sir mix a being classical music made me laugh. Pepperidge Farm ad of do you yes. remember when women couldn't vote and certain people weren't allowed on golf courses? Petri- Pepperidge <laughs> Farm remembers.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he turns into a bit of a jerk here, as we alluded to, where he's like, oh, I found what I need to be happy, and it's not friends, it's things. And Bender's like, I'm a thing. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bender. Yeah. Yes. He also has a fossilized bucket of KFC, which is very gross. Oh, I didn't notice that. He just mentions it. He's like, I'm just sitting here with my TV and my fossilized bucket of KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So throughout the episode, when we have seen Mom, she's just been in this, like, dress and an apron and she's very sweet and wholesome and here is where we see her walk into her office and step out of a giant like dress fat suit situation yeah it's
1: like metallic it like opens up
0: yeah 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 instantly she's like oh god that bastard's itchy and it's like oh i see (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. she reveals that a single anchovy could permanently lubricate robots everywhere so if they were to be cloned that would put her completely out of business and her son is like god it's a shame they went extinct He's like no it isn't
1: <laughs> yeah yeah kind of a lot of exposition in the scene of like mm-hmm. revealing mom is ruthless and then going into the whole anchovies thing and saying how she's like you know trying to keep this monopoly on the the oil and then ultimately needing to find fry's uh, pin number
0: yes exactly and they are They've decided that Fry knows the secret of the anchovies, and he's secretly a mastermind, and they have to put a stop to him. And then it cuts to Fry just, like, using the anchovies as a coaster for his beer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. What what do you think of their very elaborate plan to get Fry to uh, reveal his PIN number?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, of course ridiculous and very silly and it would shouldn't work on anyone but it does
1: (laughs) yes so this is they they capture him and like put him on like a sound stage and convince Mm -hmm. him that he's back in the year 2000 that he's just fallen asleep
0: yeah they're like you only dreamed you were in the year 3000 (laughs) yes
1: we get pam anderson's head which again yeah justice for ted danson if we're getting pam anderson's head then then we really need more ted danson
0: yes they she tries to introduce herself to fry by being like yeah i was in baywatch the movie it was the first movie ever to be shot only in slow motion like sorry that hasn't been made yet yes who doesn't know i won the oscar
1: (laughs) and that that movie now has been made i don't think pamela anderson was in it but they made uh, a baywatch movie which from the trailer seemed to be in very slow motion
0: incredible god this is why this is what you bring you know the the content that i am not aware of get the
1: futurama predicted it twitter uh twitter account up and running and that thing will go viral
0: there you go yes exactly oh my god should we be doing that
1: no, I, that's so overplayed i think anyway i think it's uh i think people get mad now when they see simpsons predicted itself yeah
0: Uh Yeah. Sometimes they just make shit up, but (laughs) uh, it's fine. So yeah. So they get Pamela Anderson to order a large soda and a cheese pizza so that they can get his pin number, which is ten seventy seven. Same as my pin number. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty cheap. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, very cheap. Yeah, true. How big is this pizza? It looks quite big.
1: It's large. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yes. Anyway, so they decide they take all the fries money and it's just like in the car in the form of like four billion (laughs) dollars. like apparently still a ton of money it doesn't seem like inflation has happened a lot
1: yeah that's that's true right yeah between 1077 and the year 2000 and then yeah inflation just doesn't hit at all up to the Mm -hmm. year 3000
0: yeah where they're like 50 million dollars those canned anchovies and they're like oh my god like that's an astonishing amount of money yeah yeah so yeah so they take all of his stuff and i was a bit confused why they're repossessing his things when it seems like he paid for everything, but I, then they said a check bounced, which like it, truly absurd that anyone would have a check in this year. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> check
1: Checks definitely don't exist in the year 3000.
0: Yes, and he's like, oh no, my secret PIN number, 1077. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not very cautious with this at all, but then it turns out that the only thing he still has from all of his fancy shit is his anchovies, which he kept in his sock.
1: Yes, and so mom offers to buy it, but he makes amends with its friends and wants to put them on a pizza and share it with the whole crew.
0: Yes, exactly. And mom's like, oh, my God, wait, you just want to eat them? Like, okay, bye. Make sure you (laughs) eat all of them. You're not giving you any money. Yeah. Yeah, So Fry has a good line here where he's like, I've decided, like, I've realized what matters and I'm going to share a pizza that I love with the people I like.
1: Yeah. And they all, of course, hate anchovies. And he says, oh, you'll get used to them.
0: Yes. I, too, hate anchovies a lot. I don't think I've
1: ever tried it. I don't think I've ever tried them, period. And certainly not on a pizza.
0: Yeah. I had an anchovy on a pizza by accident once where... I had ordered a pizza with mushrooms and there was an anchovy that looked like a mushroom <laughs> and it was very gross and I did not enjoy it. And then another time we had anchovies maybe like in something, I don't know, and I was not a huge fan. I think probably I would like them more now where I have a more adventurous palate than I once did, but like... Yeah, I don't me. think I
1: would be opposed to uh, For me, it's like... If I'm getting pizza, I don't want to risk – like, I'm excited. And I don't want to – like, I, I want to try anchovies when there's there's no consequence for making
0: something bad. Or it's just like, okay, that, yeah. was, that was bad and whatever. I don't want to sacrifice my mm-hmm. pizza. Yes, very fair. And Fry describes anchovies as the most delicious extinct animal you've ever had. And Amy's like, I don't know, I've had cow. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, when Zoidberg comes in, he smells this heavenly scent uh, heavenly stench, I think is what he says. And he just devours them all and then it just gets like real close to the camera or whatever. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, he goes into kind of a a rage or a (laughs) murderous (laughs) rampage. Yeah, some
1: murderous (laughs) rampage, exactly. Yes. So,
0: yeah. So that's the end of that one.
1: Nice. Yeah. Uh, any any final thoughts on it?
0: No, I think it's a fun episode. It's not my favorite. I think it's probably one of the weaker ones for the weeks to come. I'm just going to look and see what's coming up. Season one, Futurama, and just get a sense of where we're headed after this. But I th- yeah, next week, we're talking about My Three Sons and A Big Piece of Garbage Hell's Other Robots. Those are all fantastic episode so I think nice. this is kind of the weakest one that we're going to talk about for a w- yeah a while
1: pretty strong first season overall I, I've been pretty impressed where like again Simpsons first season is very much finding their footing like mm-hmm. parts of that season I like and I like that they go super dramatic in that first Simpson season but yeah the, this Futurama like I think I think if you showed me one of these episodes totally randomly and didn't tell me it was the first season again I don't have the biggest knowledge of Futurama but I I don't think it would stick out to me as like really
0: trying to find their legs or
1: like really doing weird yeah. things.
0: Yeah. Very solid outing at the beginning here. So very fun. Any final thoughts from you?
1: No, I think I'm good. You can get in touch with us at uh, pod of tomorrow on Twitter and pod of tomorrow at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts, if you have. Anything that you want us to cover in any of these episodes, we'd love to hear feedback. Ratings, reviews, subscriptions on your podcatcher of choice would be very helpful. Is this our last episodes on The Simpsons feed? I know we were threatening to cut them off The Simpsons feed eventually
0: the last episode was. So if you are listening to this, you were on the correct wow. feed.
1: Wow. <laughs> you you made it to the new frontier.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yes. So, please give us those ratings and reviews over on Apple Podcasts in particular helps people find the show and tells them that you like what you're hearing. So, five stars preferably, but you know, anything what is a- good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I I mean, probably not. Uh, Anything is probably not good. But uh, you know, if you if you don't give us five stars, we understand. I find it
0: tremendously damaging when I get anything less than five. If anyone just puts like a two star with no explanation, I get very deeply hurt. So (laughs)
1: Lindsay gets deeply hurt. I don't get deeply hurt. I will be deeply hurt if anyone like tries to show up in real life and murder me. Uh, That's my only concern with public internet profiles. (laughs) Don't do that.
0: That seems seems healthy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But Lindsay, how is Bojack? What have you hypothetically done this past week?
0: Yes. So in theory, this is coming out, I don't know, like the 20th or something. And so that means that we have just released, I want to say, episode 13 or something like that. And it was a good one. Hard one. We're in the the final stretch here where people are getting real depressed. But (laughs) it was a, a good episode. Nonetheless, there's been lots of great conversation happening over there about the final stretch of BoJack. It's a lot of existential stuff, a lot of depression talk, very open and very good conversation. So go check that out over on BoJack HorsePod.
1: About five months ago, I watched the pilot of BoJack and texted Mm -hmm. Lindsay and said, oh, this is so good. I should keep watching. And then I didn't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, now's your moment, Alex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next week, we're going to be talking about My Three Sons. Do you have any recollection of that?
1: No idea. If uh, if you were to ask me what it's about, I would say it's the big, big coming out party for uh, mom's three sons. We get tons of character <laughs> development for them. We learn all about them. We learn their names. Why one of them is like the dominant one. So that's my guess. Would it
0: help you? Would it help you if I told you that son is spelled S U N?
1: Yeah, I will alter my prediction. But I have no memory of um, <laughs> what three sons we're dealing with here.
0: Yes, the two sentence intro or one sentence description of this is Fry becomes king of an alien planet after accidentally drinking their liquid ruler. So something to look forward to wow. for next week because this is a great one. Interesting.
1: No memory of it. I feel like whenever whenever the description of the episode is about like, if they go to this planet, for some reason I think of the Amazon woman one. For whatever reason, that is the one that is like the visiting a planet episode that sticks out in my brain. How How soon is that? Do they do that... that's
0: not for a while i want to say maybe like season five or something interesting who knows why amazon women in the mood is what it's called season three episode five maybe that
1: was that's a zap episode too
0: it is yes great one probably problematic but i remember it being funny (laughs) certainly yeah i mean i can
1: already already cringe a little bit even thinking about it
0: yes exactly did you tell him that our good fundamentals make up for our inability to dunk yes anyway (laughs) yes so join us next week for my three sons alex got to hear all about it for seemingly one of the first times and we will see you then (laughs) all right
1: see y'all